Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, the World Health Organization says it is looking at research based on uh, the experience of uh, the pandemic in China and how it has uh, established that cats can become infected with the novel coronavirus. Dogs, this research, don't appear to be vulnerable. Let's talk about this with a local vet, Charles Coogan, who is from Village Vets in Dunboyne, Dunshotlin and Ashburn. A very good morning to you, Charles, and thank you indeed for joining us. This will obviously raise a lot of concerns amongst people. Yes, Michael, thanks very much for having us on the show. I beg your pardon, my note is wrong. It's Charles Cosgrave. I'm sorry about that, Charles. I beg <laughs> very your pardon. Good. Yes. <laughs> no problem, Michael. Um, no, look, I suppose first and foremost, I'd like to reassure people that there's no need for panic or there's no uh, concerns that they should have if they do have cats at home in their households. Um, there is absolutely no evidence at the moment to suggest that pets can transmit the virus to humans. And I need to stress that. And I think we, we all have a responsibility mm. to pass on verified, accurate information and two members of the public who are very concerned at this incredibly stressful time. Um, so just to re- restate that, there is no evidence to support that pets can transmit the virus to humans at the moment. But the opposite um, is true, isn't it? There isn't evidence it, to say that they there, can't. There has, been, there has been cases where um, cats that have been living in families with a high level of infection of coronavirus, where multiple members of the family have had coronavirus, that cats have developed mild symptoms of the disease and have tested positive for coronavirus. So with with that in light, um, the various scientific mm. bodies, um, veterinary scientific bodies and human scientific bodies around the world have issued guidelines around uh, interactions with cats in a, in a house where you are positive for coronavirus, where you are self-isolating. So, so guidelines that they've issued are just to minimise your contact with uh, your pet cat, um, not necessarily restrict their movements. If they're an outdoor cat, let them continue going outside. But if you do have to interact with them, do wear, wash your hands, wear gloves where possible, mm. also wear masks, um, and try and keep that contact to a minimum so you minimise the potential of passing 
COVID-19 onto your pet cat. And and it's the very strong advice for everybody, whether they have a a cat or not, not to be petting animals uh, at all, in particular cats, uh, because of uh, this research. But any animals, I take it. Uh, Antibody tests uh, apparently show that dogs are less likely to catch the virus, uh, whilst uh, pigs, chickens and ducks are not found to have any strain of the virus. Uh, They're not susceptible to it at all. But cats and ferrets are highly susceptible to the virus. Yeah, like cats, look, I suppose all the different strains of coronavirus and animals down through the years have, have shown, uh, reacted differently to different mm. types of coronavirus. And the coronavirus that we're mostly concerned about now is obviously COVID-19. Um, the, the, the investigations are at their early stages as they are with humans. You know, we've only been dealing with this uh, COVID-19 since really December uh, 2019 last year. So all investigations are at a very early stage and a lot of scientific research is at a very, you know, embryonic stage, a very early stage. So there's a lot, there's a long road ahead of us. Mm. Um, Now, the the various different bodies, there's a a One Health initiative whereby uh, veterinary uh, scientific bodies, human scientific bodies and environmental scientific bodies have all come together under the one umbrella to share information under this One Health initiative. So it's a worldwide a collaboration of scientific bodies pooling their information, pooling their knowledge and tracing how these diseases and these viruses will transmit across all the three different uh, sectors. So veterinary, veterinary covering animals, obviously the human side and the environmental side. So there's great research going on there. But a lot of it, obviously, at the moment, given the pandemic that we're dealing with, is obviously focused on the human end of things mm. and trying to trace it backwards rather than working from the animal side and going forward. Right. And SARS would be a coronavirus. And I think it's thought that that may have been transmitted in part, at least by cats to humans. And of course, they believe that COVID-19 was transmitted to humans from bats. And then there is this case of the tiger in New York who has tested positive for COVID-19 as a result of an infected zookeeper. So there is reason for concern, isn't there? Um, reason for concern for the animals, but not backwards. Again, I want to stress that this is not a disease at the moment that has been proven in any shape or form to transmit from animals to humans, from cats to humans, from pets to humans. That's really, really important to stress. So the incidence of the the, the lions in the Bronx mm. in New York, um, there was a, there was a it was a four year old tiger not tested positive for uh, the SARS coronavirus too, and that was as a result of the zookeeper being positive, even though the zookeeper was asymptomatic, wasn't showing any symptoms, uh, the zookeeper subsequently went on to test positive. So the the supposition there is that the tiger picked it up from the zookeeper because that was the only contact that they could trace. So, but again, I need to be very, very careful. The majority of scientific bodies, veterinary scientific bodies across the world, and these are research, highly reputable organizations have come out and stressed that there is no uh, evidence at the moment to support uh, transmission of COVID-19 from pets to humans. And that is a really important message that needs to be got out there. Mm -hmm. Is it of concern to you, though, Charles? Um, not at the moment. No, um, okay. there, there's, no, there's no evidence there at the moment and we need to follow evidence. It's like, mm. 
you know, ourselves, we've, we've all got caught up in the Facebook messages and the WhatsApp messages that, that have done the rounds over the last couple of weeks. And we've had to bring ourselves right back to basics and say, we need to follow the advice of the HSE, Tony Houlihan, Simon Harris and Department of Health and follow the advice and the information that they're providing. The, the WhatsApp messages and the, the Facebook uh, posts that are, are, are non-verified and are mm-hmm. not providing accurate information not only cause hysteria and upset and stress to people, but they cause information overload and then they dilute out the accurate and and definitive information that we need to be following. So mm. And indeed, the World Health Organization, which uh, believes uh, that cats are not playing a role in transmission, but they are able to become infected from an infected human being. So that's uh, in line with what you're saying. And as a result of that, you're saying to people, let their cats out. Are, are you hearing from people who are concerned about exercising their dogs, Charles? Uh, because uh, I think uh, there's a lot of people who feel that they can't or shouldn't walk their dogs. No, um, it, look, it, yes, we are hearing from them, but no, I, I look, people, look, we, exercise is good. It's good for us, it's good for our pets. So I think it is important that people do get out there and they do exercise their pets, um, but obviously follow the, the HSE mm-hmm. guidelines. Don't go more than 2K away from your house and keep two metres distance, social distancing. So um, do please do get out. I think it's good for um, for our own health, also for mm-hmm. our pets' health. And it's, it's from a weight perspective, you know, <laughs> I know from our own mm-hmm. household, we're all yeah. When we are at home, we all seem to be picking and, and, and eating a lot more than we um, we normally do. Yeah, I think they're and predicting that we'll all put on a, a lot of weight. But what about people who are being advised to stay at home, in fact, being asked to stay at home, those who are being asked to cocoon, uh, who shouldn't leave their house at all, if uh, they're dog owners, what advice have you got for them? Well, in, in that case, we, you do need to stick to the cocooning mm-hmm. um, and stick to the HSE guidelines for, for your pets. If you have someone that, you can, uh, that can walk your pet, but obviously make sure that the, you letting your pet in contact with that person is within the, the social distancing guidelines. So what we see, where we hear a lot of people doing is that they let their pet out into the back garden, um, they close the doors, go back into the house, and then the person who walks the dog comes in the side entrance or whatever uh, access they have to the house, gets their dog and brings their dog for a walk with their own lead, not with the, uh, the owner's lead. So they bring their own lead, take that dog for a walk, bring the dog back, leave it in the garden, take the lead home with them, close the door, and then the dog comes in afterwards. So um, it, it is important to do get your dog yeah. out. For people that are self-isolating, for people that are, are cocooning, it is important to get your, your dog out for exercise. You know, it doesn't have to be done as regularly as you, you might have done previously yeah. pr- prior to all this. But at the same time, it's still good to get a couple of walks in a week just yeah, to make sure yeah. that they, they're uh, mentally stimulated and exercised. And you might find it easier to explain to your kids uh, than you'll find it uh, with your dogs in terms of why you can't go out. Uh, but that's another day's work. Charles, thank you very much indeed for joining us here on the programme no this morning. Problem, thank you yeah. indeed. Charles Cosgrave of Village Vets in Dunshockland, Dunboyne and in Ashburn. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.